0: Oh my god, have you ever cut up a jalapeno, a fresh jalapeno, in your life? Yes. Okay. Have you ever made the mistake of putting your fingers up your nose right after you do that?
1: <laughs> no.
0: Okay. I
1: haven't put it up my nose. No.
0: Oh my god! To show you how stupid I am, I I made like these little jalapeno poppers and. As I'm as I'm want to do. And I thought I washed my hands without realizing duh, they, there's oil on these things. Mm-hmm. So not that I was digging for gold or anything, but I had an itch in my nose. Yes. And I put my fingers in my nose and like half a second later, I feel this burning. <laughs> and it is such an intense burning. And I'm eating with my mouth open. And Laura says, what the fuck are you eating with your mouth open? Close your mouth. And I and I'm and I'm trying to just vent my nose. <laughs> it's so stupid. So pro tip, everybody, don't cut up jalapenos and then put your fingers in your nose.
1: And maybe just don't put your fingers in your nose.
0: Well, everybody puts their fingers. in I their
1: know, nose. but I mean, it's a good rule of thumb to try and avoid
0: it, especially with jalapeno on your fingers. Well.
1: Or lemon juice or anything, really.
0: Oh, but this was so much worse. No wonder they make weapons out of peppers. Anyway. Oof, man. Anyway. Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you catch up on all of our back episodes of The Watchlist with Patty and Bill by checking out the thewatchlistpod.com. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to engage us on social media at symbol the watchlist pod, at symbol Pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson. Yo. Yo, whoa. So I was quite prolific this week. Uh Uh-huh. And I and I was and I was very kind of happy with myself because usually I'm kind of scrambling to find a couple of things, but mm-hmm. very organically some things popped up. Wonderful. And I was so glad. Mm. And but I but I have to start off by by welcoming a new listener. Her name is Jennifer.
1: Mm. Hello, and, Jennifer.
0: And, and she works for the greatest football team in the world, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yo. And yo. and I just wanted to say that she and I were talking I told her we had a podcast and and she pulled it up on her phone so welcome brand new listener Jennifer
1: we may have a new listener in Tom
0: Who's Tom
1: Tom is my friend Kate's husband who likes podcasts and I was talking to him about our podcast and he pulled it up on his phone and like loop
0: sweet so that I means know. we have 22 listeners that's that's crazy talk. That's not so impossible. much crazy. Oh my gosh, we are just <laughs> several million listeners away from an actual sponsorship, but anyway. <laughs> true, very true. <laughs> awesome. Oh, god, I miss free stuff in life. Any Anyway. So I I want to start off also and and welcome new listeners Tom and Jennifer and everybody else who's checking the podcast out. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Did you catch the Kevin Costner thing that he did on the Field of Dreams uh, right before the baseball game, before the White Sox and Yankees?
1: I believe, since I live in Chicago, yes. They had that all over the news.
0: I cried like a baby. (laughs) I... I swear to you, and it it got sent to me by David. Shout out to David. What's up, David? What, David? And, And I'm sitting there watching it like, okay, let's see what they do here. But just Kevin Costner walking out of the cornfield silently, nothing but the score of Field of Dreams playing, and he's walking out there and he's rubbing the baseball and he's just looking around. And I don't think the the people in the stands, because it's so far away, had a clue that that was Kevin Costner. But I'm sitting here and my mouth is quivering. I have tears rolling down my face. And then to see the Chicago White Sox come out of the field. Oh, my God. I, I just blithered like an idiot for, for they had several those minutes.
1: Classic uniforms on, too.
0: And the classic Unif... Oh, my God. It was perfect. If if, if there was any... It, it, not that there would ever be a sequel to Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. But I have got to say that is the closest thing I have ever seen to perfection in a sequel. Nice. Even though it was an unintended thing. I just thought it was absolutely beautiful. So if you have not seen the Kevin Costner Field of Dreams walking out video find it oh my god all right cool so what did you watch this week
1: i let dwight pick a few things um and i watched something that i had chosen as well Uh, okay there's a new movie on netflix called aftermath oh yeah yeah and it stars sean ashmore and ashley green and you may know Sean Ashmore as Iceman from X-Men movies.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah Ashley
1: yeah. Green is in the Twilight movies.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> so, the movie claims to be based on real events. Whatever. <laughs> the, so, they are a married couple. They're having uh, issues with their relationship. They're going to marriage therapy, blah, blah, blah they decide to buy a new house for whatever reason. and he he is a like a he's the cleaning he owns a company that cleans up after uh, murder scenes and shit like that.
0: That's the second show you've watched in in a few weeks that has to deal with well, this is a
1: movie, up. and it's that's just a tiny little piece of what this is. And this leads to them finding the house to purchase, okay. So they cleaned up after a murder suicide in this house. And he goes to, they go to the, uh, the, the sister of the guy who murder suicided. And they make an offer on the house that she's having a shit time selling because, you know, it's a murder house now. And she just wants it off her hands. So she sells it to them at the cheapest, pr- at the price that they offer. And woo, now they own a house. Mm-hmm. And it's a murder house, and she's the wife is a little afraid in the murder house, and of course, weird shit starts to happen.
0: <gasps> what As it in the murder
1: house? Oh my god! He believes none of what she's telling him of things are happening, although he starts get getting some weird shit happening. Like he's getting a subscription to some porn magazine that he didn't order. A box of these porn magazines gets delivered that he has no idea where it's coming from, which is really minor so- to what she's dealing with of the weird <laughs> shit that's going on. Yes, so, I know. So, so I know. he's
0: plagued by a ghost who likes porn? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. There's a lot of different things going on in this house.
0: Apparently. <laughs> and
1: it's just really... It, it's not a... Uh, They could have done this so much better. It has all of those horror house, murder house tropes. And then they try to make a whole twist on the ending. But then there's that other twist when it's like after the credits roll. And oh, my God, it was just not good. It's new. And that's why I watched it, because it's a new thing on Netflix. It just came out, but it's just not good.
0: So it's like the Amityville horror
1: it's no, it's not. Uh, I don't want to give away what's really going on.
0: Yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but it—they're trying to make you think it's like whore, like that kind of thing. Okay. You know, you got the dog barking at the wall for no reason. You see uh, claw marks on a a wall in a closet. Oh my god, the girl <laughs> was locked in the closet. I mean, ah, uh, it's. Uh, The video cameras don't show what she sees. Oh, what? Oh, my God.
0: Okay. So stay away from what's it called again?
1: It's called aftermath. Yeah. Don't waste your time. There's other things you can watch when you have time to kill. Don't waste your time on this. This is not worth that.
0: Well, sweet. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to start off, and I'm going to not crescendo, but all three things this week I liked.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: But I'm going to start off with with the oldest thing. Okay. And it is a show called People of Earth. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not new. Its original release date was Halloween of 2016, so it's five years old already. Oh, Okay. And uh, its first season, uh, it actually ran from um, 2016 to 2017. It's got 20 episodes. And it's, it's an ensemble comedy about an alien abductee support group in a small town. And a journalist is doing an investigative piece on this and the members' supposed extraterrestrial experiences. So as the as the writer, who has written for like the New York Times, blah, 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 I mean, he's got street cred up and down. He, he investigates these claims made by this group, and the group calls itself Star-Crossed. But then he realizes the more and more he delves into this, he himself may or may not be the victim of an alien abduction. Mm. All the while aliens are actually like bounding around and doing funny shit. It's a it's a show. It's it is definitely a comedy. Okay. It is definitely a comedy and when I when like the first 15 or 20 minutes goes by and I and I fell asleep so I gave it a rewatch. It's very subtle comedy. And it kind of like in a Shits Creek sort of vein, but probably just a hair not as funny as Shits Creek.
1: Hmm.
0: But I found myself binging it. Huh. Just more and more because when you when you meet the aliens and there are different types of aliens that these people meet and describe, well they're all in cahoots with each other, which is funny as shit. Of
1: course they are. <laughs> of course they
0: are. But it's funny. It's got an overarching story, and it's got some heart to it. It Aww. it really does about connection and about you know experiences that you need and and to get over and so forth. It is it is called People of Earth, and where is it? Where did I find it? It is you on said Hulu. Yeah, I found it on Hulu. Okay, so nice. check it out. I mean, each episode is like twenty-five minutes or so, thirty minutes. And you know, if you don't like it, hit me up on social media. Add symbol the watchlist pod and let me know. But I I dug it, and I'm All and right. I'm going to finish it out. Cool. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So the first of the things that Dwight picked.
0: <laughs>
1: it is also on Hulu. It's Barb and Star go to vista del mar (laughs) it's the Kristen wig uh i think she wrote produced it uh she stars in it yeah uh and she also uh so she's star and barb is played by annie momolo who was on Angie Tribeca, if you ever saw that. I, I
0: loved Angie. It. The first four seasons of Angie. She was An-
1: Widener on Angie Tribeca.
0: Was she? I'd have to go back. Yes. Yeah. Angie Tribeca is great, except for the last season, which nobody should watch. But anyway.
1: Okay. And uh, Jamie Dornan is also in it, who was uh, Christian Grey from the Fifty Shades of Grey movie.
0: Fifty Shades of Crap. But,
1: yeah. Yeah. But this movie is oh my god it, it it's ridiculous <laughs> through the whole thing i kept thinking i should get up and go to bed but then i couldn't get up it was like watching a train wreck the plot is just the most ridiculous insanity just ridiculous that like I didn't know most of what this was about and as it starts up uh, there's a kid on his bike delivering papers singing to some some old like 70s music singing along and then he walks up to a tr- he, he keeps riding his bike after delivering one last paper and he's in the middle of nowhere I'm like so what he goes from the suburbs to the countryside on and like where what just happened here how did he get there and he bikes up to a tree, and then the tree scans him and opens a door, and he gets in this elevator that is the tree trunk. And I'm like, "What the fuck is this movie? Is this like some kind of aliens or some shit? I thought this was two ladies going on vacation, and it was like a girl bunny comedy or some shit. So that's what I." Oh
0: my I look God. up on
1: Wikipedia the plot of this thing, and I'm like, oh, holy mother of God, that's what this movie's about? Jesus Christ. And then I sat and watched it, and I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I so really wait, don't know how this happened at all.
0: And without giving anything away, you can't describe why the kid got into the tree.
1: Well, I... Could but I think watching this not knowing how absolutely fucking ridiculous you're about to get into this and knowing what that's all about it's probably better because if you if I tell you what this is about you're not gonna want to watch it at all.
0: I watched the trailer for it and I didn't want to watch it.
1: <laughs> I saw the trailer so so long ago, yeah, that I it was out of my brain because this was supposed to come out in twenty twenty, but you know, Corona. So it's out now, and it is currently on Hulu. You, it's not. You don't have to pay to watch it unless you've, if you don't subscribe to Hulu. Then yeah, you're gonna have to pay to subscribe to Hulu. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's how I we saw it through Hulu.
0: I shouldn't. I should watch this just to see how fucked up it is. Yeah.
1: Damon Wayans is also in it, but Damon Wayans Jr. Pardon me. Junior okay. is in it. Okay. Um, And Reba McIntyre has a little um, cameo towards the end. Ian Gomez is also in it. Oh, and my absolute favorite lounge singer, Richard Cheese is in it.
0: Richard Singing- Cheese?
1: Richard Cheese. Yes. Okay. Yes. Richard Cheese is in it and he's, you know, the lounge singer and all of his songs are about boobies. (laughs) Which helps you understand how, what the fuck this movie is. What did I just watch? And I don't know how to like, if you want if you're just want to see something absolutely fucked up, ridiculous, like who thinks this way to create this in this dumb shit then by all means watch this knowing that you're gonna watch the dumbest shit and if you're better than me you might be able to turn it off and walk away from it
0: but it's a train wreck you said that you can't it is a train
1: wreck and i could not i just could not stop watching that i'm like why am i still here and dwight's like i don't know we're watching it (laughs) (laughs) that is that is what that's all I could say about this Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Barb and Star are friends. They've been friends forever. They one husband died, the other one got divorced, so now they live together, and in the same bedroom they have twin beds next to each other.
0: Oh, that's weird. Okay,
1: yeah. they they're well. This is how crazy it is. They're in Nebraska, and they work at Jennifer Convertibles, and. At the start of the movie, the manager calls them in and says, "Um, so apparently Jennifer Convertibles went out of business and nobody told us. (laughs) We're not getting more inventory, so we're closing the store. (laughs) And that's like the beginning of, what the fuck am I looking at?
0: All right, I will check this out. And
1: that's when they get a, a brochure from some lady that apparently they don't really like much in town to go to Vista Del Mar, and that's... That's where they go. Okay. And the wackiness ensues.
0: So I will watch this knowing full well I will not get this (laughs) hour and a half back.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's kind of how it
0: goes.
1: (laughs) It's 107 minutes. 107 minutes.
0: Oh, so that's that's an hour and shit. Yeah, an hour and 47 minutes.
1: Yeah. Okay. So what did you see that was good?
0: so i'm I'm debating about what to talk about next because I don't know I'll just all right, I'll just pick one, okay, so I watched what if mm-hmm. the new Marvel Studios animated anthology series that debuted just this past week on on disney plus okay and it is an animated series that. <sighs> It explores alternate timelines in the multiverse and shows what would happen if major moments that we've already seen in the MCU films occurred differently.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and the multiverse is a is a is a concept that they introduced to us in the Marvel world with Doctor Strange. Because they, you know, as he's learning about. The universe and all that they talk about a multiverse and then we learn more about it in like you know we get hints of it in wandavision and and all of this well this is the animated series that shows you some really cool shit and episode one is amazing Hmm. (laughs) so peggy carter Who's also voiced by Haley Atwell as she was as she was portrayed in in the uh, Captain America movies there's something that she does and she's turned into the first super soldier and and Steve Rogers is not now that's interesting now that's no surprise that is in. That is in the trailer for this. You're not missing anything. And they've already released a clip online, if you haven't seen it already. I have got to say, not only was the animation on point in 4K, oh Mm. my God, but it also helps having most of, I would say probably 85 to 90% of the original actors voice their original parts.
1: Oh, cool. Okay.
0: And it's one thing that, and in, in a future episode, we're going to meet uh, T'Challa or Black Panther, and Chadwick Boseman voiced it, voiced it before he died.
1: Oh wow, cool!
0: So we get a little bit more of Chadwick Boseman, rest his soul. So that's good. But I got to tell you, if you love the Marvel universe, stick around for this man because it's it is on. I think, mm. and. I have said this before, I think all of these shows, all of these TV shows, are what they don't have the time to do in the movies. So they are building you up for the next slate of actual films. They're just giving you all the backstory as carefully as they want to in all of this. And very much like you would not, you know, purchase Hulu for Barb and Star go to the Vista Del Mar.
1: Definitely not.
0: This this is worth getting Disney Plus for. Okay. It's it's extremely good. And if you have a sound system of any merit, turn that shit up. Because it sounded amazing in 7.2 surround sound. Cool. Just amazing. absolute absolutely amazing. It's called What If. It is on Disney Plus. You should check it out.
1: So the next thing that Dwight picked out is on Apple TV Plus and it is something that I would subscribe to Apple TV Plus to see. Ooh. This one he actually did a good job with.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I know.
0: I like how you roll the bus over your husband, but that's all right.
1: Some some of the stuffy pigs man. Oh my god. But this is a new movie. It just hit uh, on Friday the 13th. On (laughs) Apple TV Plus, yeah, it's called
0: Coda. Oh, I saw the trailer for that.
1: Yes, so Amelia Jones plays Ruby Rossi, who is a 17-year-old high school student in Massachusetts, and she is the only hearing person in her family. Her mom, her dad, and her brother all are deaf, and mom is played by Marley Matlin. And her dad's a fisherman out there on the coast of Massachusetts. And her, her brother, and her dad, every morning at like 3 a.m., they go out on the boat and they fish. They get the the fish and the, is it crabs or lobster? Lobster, maybe? Um, I forget exactly what Massachusetts is known for fishing. It sounds like lobster to me, though. It's
0: probably lobster.
1: Yeah. So they get that stuff and any fish they catch... And then they sell it. And there's a lot of shit going down with selling the fish and stuff. And she's a teenage girl. So the men who work on the docks that buy the fish are trying to screw them over because dad doesn't know what they're saying, nor does brother. Brother can read lips a little better, I guess, than dad. And while they're on the boat, she loves to sing. And so she sings along with all the music. And her dad and her brother can't be, comp- don't complain about it because they can't hear her. And she is the family interpreter and that's all she's ever known her whole life. She like the weight of her family is on her shoulders because she's the only hearing person that can help them translate. So they've fallen onto her and relied on her for everything. And that causes some issues later on because she joins the choir and the choir director can see her talent and how she needs to get more control over her voice and her singing and she could apply and get a scholarship at this Berkeley school of music. That's in uh, Boston, mm-hmm. but her family needs her because she's their translator and they can't afford to hire somebody who can fish with the family and do the signing and all that stuff. But that's where the whole the tension and the issues come in in the movie. And this is really damn good. The, the music teacher is played by Eugenio Derbez. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He was in okay. Instructions Not Included in that Overboard remake. He's a Spanish actor or Mexican actor. He's been in a ton of stuff that Dwight's made me watch. Okay. And he's really good. He's really good. He's funny and he's charming. And this movie, so I have to tell you this whole this part of it but so, the, uh, okay so as the movie's coming to its big big moment towards the end and she's singing her heart out and she's signing the lyrics to her parents I'm getting all like emotional and and I'm like oh my god I won't cry because it's silly to cry and I'm like trying to keep it in and so I'm like this isn't gonna happen and I turned to Dwight and I'm like, Can you pass me the box of Kleenex? And he's like, I need them more than you.
0: (laughs) So I missed this whole montage because I am laughing so
1: hard at the both of us. And he's
0: like, Is this what
1: heartwarming is about? I'm like, Yes, yes, it is.
0: Oh my God.
1: and i think that's part of this cough that still is lingering here because of my, my snotty nose from crying. Oh, that was <laughs> so adorable. It was so good. It was so good. It was really it is very touching. It is it's got so much heart in it. And it's not your normal, you know, person from a deaf family wants to play music kind of a thing. There's so much more going on because she is the only hearing person and their interpreter and showing how much they rely on her and she's never done anything without her family before. And it's just, there's a whole lot going on, a whole lot going on.
0: Oh yeah. Well, that sounds awesome.
1: It's a really good one. I def, yes, I would definitely pay for Apple TV plus to see this. It is worth it.
0: That's very cool. All right. So the last thing that I watched, I was so happy I stumbled upon because i had i it 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 left my radar for a hot minute and then just the other day i turned on amazon prime and i saw that the documentary val had hit amazon prime
1: Ooh.
0: and it's a documentary about the life of val kilmer and everybody knows val kilmer especially if you're around our age yeah, yeah. You know, you know him from Top Gun, Top Secret, real genius, a whole bunch of shit. You know, he was in Tombstone Heat. He he's been in tons of movies. You know who Val Kilmer is, but cancer ravaged his body. Hmm. And he and he's had a tracheostomy. And so he he can only speak when he puts his hand over his breathing tube. And if you've seen Val Kilmer before in his movies, he's virile, young. The volleyball scene in Top Gun comes oh, to yeah. mind, you know, yeah. that kind of shit. And then to see him like this, so vulnerable, it instantly draws you into this documentary. Yeah. And the documentary comes from the fact that ever since he was a kid, ever since he was a kid with his brothers, he filmed everything. And so throughout his entire life, especially his acting career, he took video cameras with him and documented thousands upon thousands of hours of everything and years ago he hired some people to digitize all of this vast warehouse of film and you visit this vast warehouse of film it is almost like and not very much unlike the warehouse in Raiders of the Lost Ark at the end everything from little 8 millimeter films video cassettes the whole bit and so you get this look into the life of Val Kilmer so i was reading this view from indiewire and it talked about how it didn't go enough into the bad Val Kilmer that we've heard about. The very mercurial Val Kilmer, the one who makes directors not ever want to work with him again. How just he's difficult to work with his past relationships and so forth and so on.
1: Well, but this is, he's, The one telling this story. Yes. Yeah. So, why would he talk about that?
0: Well, and I and I read this and I read this and I read this critical review because I was very interested because this movie I think is beautiful, Mm -hmm. and I'll get to the reason why in a minute. And part of why it is beautiful is because it is narrated by his son, Mm, yeah, and his and his son sounds just like him.
1: Totally. I kept wondering, wait a minute. Wait a minute.
0: Who's this talking? Wait. Oh, man. It's it's almost as... And sometimes God gives the gift of the voice to many people. Like John David Washington could absolutely be the voice of Denzel Washington if he wanted to be. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Val Kilmer's kid could could voice something for Val Kilmer. Well, anyway... And I was reading this this critical thing about how difficult Val Kilmer was and how the filmmakers didn't really have the gumption because their subject was such a part of this film that the article hints toward the fact that he didn't want this shown. And Val Kilmer said, no, they could have shown anything. But I think that they were right we have seen and heard of Val Kilmer both as a brilliant actor, but as somebody who's been difficult. And I think what this movie does, and he admits that he's been difficult. He he Mm -hmm. fully admits this in his own voice, but this movie kind of gives you the reason why. And it's through the depth of his artistic nature. And I and I think if some... And, and this movie strives to help you understand the person that Val Kilmer is. Yeah. Because if you could understand who Val Kilmer is, you could almost understand why he was arguing with directors of why to do this and what to do and, and all that other sort of jazz. But anyway, what were you going to say? I'm sorry, I cut you off.
1: The vast amount of film that he had and how he filmed everything from when he was a kid... That reminds me of the Soleil Moonfry documentary, Kid 90, because she was the same way. She recorded everything. She journaled and diaried every moment of her life.
0: Interesting. And she
1: put this thing together um, using all of that footage and reading diaries. And that is on HBO, I think. hmm and I highly recommend Kid 90 for anybody who's, um, who wants to know what happened with Punky Brewster. And, you know, just watching the 90s and all these random people. Oh, no, it's actually on Hulu. Pardon oh, is me. it? Kid 90 is, is on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Well. Definitely uh, something
1: I... to watch as well. But we're not talking about Soleil Moonfry. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but it's
0: But it's interesting that you bring that up. It's interesting mm-hmm. that you bring that up. And I'm and I'm glad that I saved this for last then, because and especially because of his illness. Yeah. Yeah. That it it really does show I, I don't need to see his crap anymore. I mean, yes, if I wanted an antiseptic documentary about Val Kilmer and how he was an asshole on sets, I can find that anywhere on Google. I want to see the heart of Val Kilmer. And I think that this is what this movie is.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too.
0: And I, and you brought up the Soleil Moon Fry thing and Selma Blair has a movie coming out also.
1: Yeah. I, I follow her on Instagram and I, I saw the trailer for that. That looks really good to see too.
0: And it's called introducing Selma Blair. Mm -hmm. And it is about her having multiple sclerosis and it It's hard to say, so I hope everybody understands why I'm saying this. It helps humanize Hollywood. yeah, that that when when all of these actors that we have known in various things opens themselves up like this, that's massive. Mm-hmm. because Hollywood is a machine. And even Val Kilmer says in the movie that Hollywood is an ever-changing thing and you have to navigate it and and yeah. all of that. And the images that we see, I mean, we see what we are meant to be shown. Yeah. So to see somebody like Val Kilmer or Selma Blair or Soleil Moon Fry open themselves up with all of this footage of their life. And the documentary on Taylor Swift doesn't go nearly... As in depth as I as in into something of an illness or or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, no, but it shows the humanity behind the people who we purchase from and and support and all that other sort of stuff and and makes their image a fully three dimensional living breathing thing. And I gained a whole new respect for Taylor Swift after watching that. Oh,
1: I totally did too. Yes,
0: you know, and um, Kid oh, 90.
1: Sorry during uh it's mostly during the 90s when she was uh like her late teen through 20s and she was you know a a child star in hollywood growing up so she was around all those other child stars and there was a lot of uh suicides so she talks about a lot of her friends that she knew who who died from that oh wow Wow! suicide yeah so so that's more you know really just seeing the humanity inside of more people too
0: yeah it's i i found this documentary riveting and i'm going to go out on a limb now and say that it will be nominated for a best documentary oscar
1: that would be cool if it was
0: i i i think so now the article that I read on IndieWire, and I think they're a little kind of sour, grapey, but whatever, mm-hmm. says that the the documentary wing of of the Academy won't be so kind to it, but I think that they will because it's it packs a wallop, mm-hmm. and I had the opportunity. Val Kilmer came to New Jersey. A couple of years ago to sign autographs. And they show some of not New Jersey, but his appearance at Comic Con.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Signing autographs Mm -hmm. in his current state. And I think the only one truly worse off physically is Tim Curry after his stroke.
1: Oh, I didn't know he had a stroke.
0: Oh, you didn't know that? Oh, my God. Oh, the poor man. Anyway and and so you get to meet and greet him but he is a he is unfortunately a shell of his former self and i think that's incredibly brave to do and he even talks about that too i could go on about this movie he talks about how actors go and sign their past yeah yeah you know and yeah. and they sign all these things and he says i'm not crapping on it because he's a part of it you know he's he's yeah. actually doing it but it it's it's very interesting so please if if you if you've got like an hour and 50 minutes and you're really looking for an entertainment related documentary check out val on amazon prime especially if you're a fan of his films
1: so my international show
0: yeah <laughs> wait now if you were a director to bill you need to do that again
1: no you did it just fine did it perfect
0: Uh, yeah
1: (laughs) so this is on netflix but i've also found it on the vicky app it's from 2017 a series called chicago typewriter
0: I'm intrigued already because of Chicago.
1: Yes, I was too. That's part of why I watched it. Um, But it's kind of, it takes place partly in present day and partly in 1930s. In 1930s, Korea under Japanese rule. And so it's about this, this very popular today writer. He's very successful. And he's got this very devoted fan. She's, she's been his first ever fan, she says. And she's the girl. She's like very smart and kind of a, and really good at everything. But that means she's can't focus on one thing. So she's started her own little company of do anything for you. So somebody has called her to deliver this box to this famous writer. And in the box is a typewriter that was sent to him from by a guy in Chicago because he had gone to Chicago to film something, this famous writer guy. And in this place in Chicago, there was this typewriter, this old, this big old beastly typewriter that actually types in Korean and not like English letters. It types in Korean letters and the typewriter is possessed.
0: <gasps> no, I couldn't smell that coming at all. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So the part that's back in the thirties is their past lives, this famous writer and the girl and how they were related. Yeah. And uh, then there's this guy who shows up at the famous writer's house. Cause he's, get, he's all blocked. Out of nowhere, he can't write anything. And so they've hired a ghostwriter to help him. And that ghostwriter also passed life in 1930s Korea. And they were freedom fighters trying to break free of Japanese rule. And this was kind of right when that whole Japanese occupying Korea starts to wind down, kind of. And the whole story is a, it's really amazing a lot of fun to write and there's a little play on the typewriter that physically came from chicago and the fact that chicago typewriters what they used to call tommy guns because it sounds like an old typewriter
0: okay yeah
1: but it's really good and it, the stuff they did in the 30s like the way they filmed it and the costumes looks really really spot on for my vision of 1930s and then the today stuff is it's funny it's got a lot of heart and then it's got some sneaky intrigue thrown in there too just for for more fun and making it a big fuller thing instead of just some one-sided kind of thing cool yeah chicago typewriter you could find it on netflix it is subtitled um as most of these seem to be but it's really good. It's a great story. And, of course, it's got all the beautiful people in it. Because all of these Korean shows have all the beautiful people in it. But that's okay. Because it was good.
0: Excellent. That's awesome. Yes. And cool. it's fu- the
1: funny bits are really funny. The funny stuff
0: is super funny. Well, that's neat. Yeah. Okay. So, is that all you had this week? That's all of what I got. I've got some news first that I want to hit on. Because David... Sent us news. 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 Okay. So as always, Dave sends us incredible stuff. Yes. And 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 first first and foremost he says dodged a bullet. Chloe Bennett exits the CW's Powerpuff Re-Girl- Powerpuff Girls remake. Oh, re- oh. And she yeah, was they're and,
1: doing a live action Powerpuff Girls.
0: And and she was supposed to be Blossom. Mhm. Well, she's she's not doing it and he said dodged a bullet. And I'm like, "Great. I never watched an episode of Powerpuff Girls in my life."
1: I loved the Powerpuff Girls. Sam was okay. totally into it. I got totally into it. I love Buttercup. She's my favorite because she is the fighter.
0: Ah, okay. Sam like Bubbles, sense. who is the
1: joy and the laughter.
0: Ah, okay. Well, <laughs> there you go. Alright, so the original uh Universal Monster Classics are getting the 4K treatment. Dracula, Frankenstein, mm. the Invisible Man, and Wolfman. Ooh. Which pisses me off because I bought them in Blu ray. Oh, so well. fuck me sideways. Thank you. I never you. bought a
1: Blu ray player. So,
0: well, no, I know, but I bought the digital copies. Um oh. which is something that we will get to. But I see. I, because I was thinking, how much better could they be? Well, they're in fucking 4K now. <laughs> and my response today was, well, fuck. I bought them in (laughs) Blu-ray anyway. So, uh, their street date appears to be October the 5th. And, and I got to tell you, if you, if you are a casual fan of like vintage movies and horror and all that stuff, each one of those is absolutely worth a watch. If you have never seen the original Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, or Invisible Man, they are incredible. They are great works for their time, especially and especially the story of Dracula that I heard, how they filmed a, a, a Spanish language version of Dracula at the exact same time because they they could only have the sets for so long and huh. they didn't have the budget to do a separate version. So as soon as they were done with the American take of it, they got the American actors out and they put the Spanish language actors in and they filmed the exact same scene so that they had a Spanish language Dracula. Cool. It's very cool.
1: That is cool.
0: And they're doing that shit in the 30s. But anyway. Now, in why the fuck are they doing this news, Disney has announced that they are producing a brand new Home Alone movie. (sighs) for Disney+. Plus, The new film is titled Home Sweet Home Alone, and it features a new cast in basically the same scenario as the first Home Alone film 31 years ago. A precocious kid is accidentally left home when his family, who is completely neglectful and forgets a child and is going straight to hell, winds up having to fend off a group of bumbling burglars. What would be interesting as fuck is if the burglars were spot on. They're like the burglars from fucking John Wick coming in yes. and try, trying that to break would be into way this house. Better. And that the would be kid far more entertaining. And the kid <laughs> was a complete badass. Ooh, like was, a
1: John Wick kind of badass. I guess. Yeah. It.
0: Like his parents taught him like the parent uh, there's a movie called Hannah that came out and, and Hannah's father yes. taught her survival yes. skills and all that. Yes. So give me the John Wick of Home Alone movies. hmm That would be interesting.
1: That would be.
0: Emma Stone closes a deal to join the Cruella sequel. Here, Okay, here's another thing, Disney. I have a love-hate relationship with you, mm-hmm. as I'm sure many people do. You come up with the most inventive shit. You have made me cry numerous times in your movies, but damn it. Why in the fuck do you have to keep doing this? So Emma Stone closes a deal and there's going to be a sequel to Cruella. I thought this was just the one-off like origin story of Cruella DeVille.
1: Because we need a sequel of a Uh, bad person who kills dogs for a coat?
0: Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, Uh... I, I, it's totally lame. I, I, and I, and I don't get it. So there's that. And then the last thing that I have for news before we get to our big major stories, hold on folks, this, this, this episode is worth it. So David sent me this look at the most subscribed to streaming services. Have you seen this?
1: No, because he doesn't send anything to me.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I'll I'll have them send it to you. Uh, (laughs) Damn, David. Now I'm in the doghouse. Anyway, take a guess as the number one subscribe to service. You won't have to think very hard.
1: Amazon Prime, since everybody does Prime.
0: No, that's number two.
1: So Netflix. Exactly. Okay.
0: So Netflix is number one with 209.2 million subscribers. All this from a shitty little business that used to send you a disc in the mail in a little red envelope.
1: And it wasn't shitty.
0: No, it wasn't shitty. It was fucking brilliant. And I yeah, loved it. Tiny little so- bit.
1: You should have said it's tiny little business, not shitty. Cause it was never shitty. That's
0: true. Very true. Tiny little business took off and now it's Netflix. Yeah. Number two is Amazon prime with 175 million. Mm-hmm. Disney plus is third with 116 million. So number three on that list is a little over half of Netflix hmm. then you drop down you won't guess what number four is I would never have guessed this I don't think anybody mm. would I don't
1: know just say it Apple TV plus really number four
0: number when they four. say
1: Disney plus they're not including like Hulu and those in there right
0: no they are not and I okay. will get to that so in a it's minute. it's
1: totally separate. Okay. It's Good.
0: totally separate. Apple TV Plus jumps down. Okay. So Disney Plus has 116 million streaming um, subscri- subscribers. Mm-hmm. Apple TV Plus, less a uh, little bit more than half of that. It's 60.4.
1: Hmm.
0: You take a huge jump down. Yeah. Then after that, you have Peacock. And oh, I think that's, that's the
1: one that's part of uh Comcast. Comcast. Okay. Well that right. makes so, sense. Yeah. So
0: technically I'm a subscriber. Uh-huh. Even though I've never paid them a dime. So I think well, their numbers I are just a little
1: bit subs- I'm sort of subscribed, but I'm doing the free version of it. And a- as,
0: am I, Pe- as am I.
1: Uh Peacock is finally available on my Samsung television. Oh, that's an, good. An app that I can just load up on my TV now.
0: So now you have an equal opportunity to see one of the crappiest streaming apps that's out there.
1: Yes. Although they do have that British version of War of the Worlds over on the Peacock. Oh, do they? I watched a little bit of it, but I was totally not into it.
0: Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Number, uh, so then Peacock at 54 million, Hmm. HBO Max. With forty three point five, Hulu then at forty two point eight, and I'm
1: surprised Hulu's so far down.
0: I'm not because remember when Hulu started, Hulu was supposed to be the way that you could watch for free shows that you missed, and Mm. you could do it online. And then Mm. they got shitty and said, "Well, now if you pay for it, you don't have to watch commercials." And, and and I stuck with the free version. And now you can only get certain networks and, and all that other sort of stuff. And then even in the paid version, you still, you know, you still pay for Hulu and you get commercials on some of your shit. Yeah. Yeah. I just think they are a victim of the segmentation of everything. So certain movie companies fell off of Hulu to start up their own shit.
1: Mm -hmm. so okay
0: but the last one and this is really sad so sorry suzanne i know you think i shit on paramount plus i'm (laughs) not shitting on paramount plus i'm just stating the facts just the facts ma'am shout out to suzanne by the way paramount plus nine million subscribers they are number eight wow they literally have less than five percent of the subscribers of Netflix. Wow. Yeah. So that brings mm-hmm. up a very interesting point that that Patty sent to me. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't own shit when we buy a digital movie. Yeah, you don't own nothing. I don't own nothing. Nope. So tell 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 tell, tell people about this article that you found?
1: Oh, I came across this article. It's in the New York times, the wire cutter, whatever section of the New York times that is where you don't really own the digital movie you buy. You own like a license to watch it for as long as whoever actually owns that movie TV series, whatever allows you to watch it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I was pissed off to find that out. So I own yeah. a lease.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, they have like the the rights here, uh, like the little paragraph. When you order or view content and pay any applicable fees, you're granted a non-exclusive, non-transferable, non-commercial, limited license to access, use, and or view the content in accordance with any usage rights contained herein and additional terms that may be provided with your devices and or with such content. Yup. And it's even possible that if you 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 you're in America you bought the right you know the license to watch Lord of the Rings or whatever and you're on vacation in Spain and you want to stream that while you're hanging out You might be blocked because of that whole region shit with digital. They can check your, they know your IP and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not in America. You may have bought this, but you're not in America.
0: But what pisses me off so much is uh, I used to, I used, I went head first into DVD when it came out. Head first into it. One, because it took up way less space and was way lighter than a VHS tape. Two, I love movies so much, I I view it as a library, as much as people, and Laura is one of them. She has a beautiful library in our house of books that she loves and books that she's read, and I admire her brain for that. Anybody who reads, way smarter than I am. But I, I love a movie library. So I would collect all the DVDs, and I thought, this is the pinnacle of technology. Well, fuck you, sideways, Bill. Here's Blu-ray now. (laughs) (sighs) All right. So now, okay, diehard, let's do this again. Yeah. And aliens and all that other sort of stuff. Nope. Guess what, Bill? You're screwed yet again, because now there's 4K. So in my library... I have standard definition versions of certain films Mm -hmm. because at the time it's what came with the thing, you know, or I didn't feel like spending more money for this. I have standard definition. I have Blu-ray version and I have 4k. Now, granted in my library, I have like 300 movies because they are either classics or rewatchers and all of that. Real genius is one of them, but to learn that I don't actually own these things pisses me off. But I guess in the back of my mind, I have always known that at least I, I hitched my wagon to the one service that's left, which is voodoo. Yeah. You know, cause other services like, like the Fandango one went away and, and target actually had one for a while just other ways to stream movies and have catalogs just went away and all got absorbed. So at least I got the one that's still around, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're right at any moment that voodoo service could go belly up and I'm shit out of luck.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, and Laura, but Laura was right. She said, well, Bill, you don't, you don't use physical media anymore just by the digital copy. Well, now that is an argument to actually buy the digital copy or buy the, the physical, physical copy. copy
1: yeah.
0: so that I can actually own something mm-hmm. and put it into a player as long as it plays whatever format that is. And I have a 4K Blu-ray player which would play 4K Blu-rays and regular Blu-rays and DVDs and all that. I should go out and start buying shit again because it comes with, guess what, the digital copy.
1: Ah, mm-hmm.
0: oh, that's that's annoying. But thank you yeah. for getting me hip to that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so Voodoo was owned by Walmart. It is now owned by Fandango.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Fandango didn't go away. They bought oh, out Voodoo and I Fandango see. itself is owned by NBC Universal and Warner Media,
0: oh. which are
1: owned by Comcast and AT and T. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm going to do some experimenting and see if I can download my shit. I doubt that I can, but we're yeah, going to see.
1: Some of them won't let you do that, I'm sure. Yeah. But...
0: Now, the last thing. And and you forwarded me this article as well
1: mm-hmm.
0: about Ben Affleck and Matt Damon being the Milli Vanilli of
1: screenwriters (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. for their, their movie Goodwill hunting. Yes. So a little bit of backstory. They won the Oscar for the best screenplay for Goodwill hunting and, and Robin Williams won best supporting actor that year for Goodwill hunting Uh, critical darling, blah, blah, blah. Put Ben Affleck and Matt Damon on the map. There is a theory that they didn't write it, that they were being touted as as talent by Harvey Weinstein, who put their faces on the screenplay, but it was actually written by who?
1: William Goldman is what, there's some, there's a, that's a theory going on. William Goldman, who wrote The Princess Bride, and he's not nearly as sexy as Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Matt yeah, Damon. Yeah, so there's, there's, it's been heavily insinuated that he wrote it, but Weinstein wanted the young, handsome men to be the face of their Oscar campaign.
0: And to further that theory, when all the shit went down with Harvey Weinstein and his,
1: Stuff. I'm going
0: straight to hell antics. Mm-hmm. Straight to hell. That that's why they supported Harvey Weinstein as much as they did, because you dance with those what brung you, mm-hmm. and he brought them to the table. Because how many doors started opening up because the good-looking kids?
1: Yeah, suppose. Yeah, and the the big part of this theory is also if they're so great at writing things, why haven't they written anything since?
0: Ah, but I will say this though. Have you ever seen I, I, I'm I love Ben Affleck. Have you ever seen Argo or The Town?
1: Yeah, I've seen Argo. I don't the town. I'm not sure if I've seen that.
0: So it doesn't the, ring any bells. Give me a second here.
1: Mm-hmm. But I've seen Argo, yes.
0: So the town is directed by Ben Affleck. His directing and producing chops are absolutely incredible. So but he also, for the town, is a co-writer of the screenplay as well. So there are certain things that I can I can say, oh, that's very interesting." But I truly believe Ben Affleck has the talent to do that because of his other work that he's done okay. since then. But it is a very interesting theory that these young kids who never did another thing in their lives before that moment except being an extra, like they were both in, um, or was it just Affleck in school ties with Brendan Fraser? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they were they were extras and, and just had little bit parts and all that other sort of jazz. And now all of a sudden they're Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Interesting theory. Log on to the thewatchlistpod.com. Click on that contact us button or engage us on social media. What do you think of that theory? Do you care? <laughs> yeah, do
1: you even care?
0: Do yeah, you even this, care? Yeah. yeah it's I like 25 know. years ago. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But it but it but it shows again some of the seedy underbelly of Hollywood. Oh, yeah. That this that yeah. this is even a possibility. Now those mm-hmm. kids may be geniuses and we just don't know and it turns out that that Matt Damon just wanted to act and not necessarily do a whole lot of writing but i think he does um but Ben Affleck is certainly the more prolific cuz he won a best picture oscar for argo
1: oh that was and that was a really good one
0: too. that was a great fucking movie so anyhow just very very interesting works Released in the past and theories and all that, that give you an inside look at Hollywood, not to mention this whole ScarJo lawsuit that's going on
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and all of that. And it, it just really makes you have a better view of the entertainment that we all consume. Here's a question that I want people to answer, though. and I And I mean this sincerely, and it just came to my head. Do you want to know all of this? Do you want to know about the seedy underbelly of Hollywood and how it works and why it works and how people get parts and and how movies are actually made and and why this not so sexy screenwriter got probably paid a pittance but couldn't really collect the Oscar for a movie that he wrote Maybe. Do you want to know that or do you just want to go see the goddamn movie?
1: Yeah.
0: That's what I want to know. Hit us up on social media. Hit us up on the website. Let us know that. Any oozy. All right, that's all we've got this week. Just please be safe out there. Mask up. Since we have to do that again.
1: Get vaccinated.
0: Get Yes. Please get vaccinated. And if you don't just stay the fuck out of the way and go home. Shit, just be yeah. home. Seriously. Anyway. So anyway, everybody have a good week. <laughs> we will touch base with you next time and watch some good shit. Let us know what you're watching. And we'll we'll talk to you later. Okay, okay bye. bye.